Hello, everybody. I'm your favorite faith-based financial advisor, A.B. Ridgeway, an owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. And we are starting a new segment called The Guiding Principles. This comes from the feedback of my Facebook group. Many enjoy the guiding principles, but didn't want to dig through individual videos and webinars to revisit them. So I am developing a series where you can get biblically based financial philosophies in an easy to watch video podcast. So today's guiding principle comes from Matthews chapter 15, verse 11 through 14. We're reading from the King James Version that reads, Not that which goeth into the mouth defiles a man, but that which comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. This is a very powerful message. It is not that what goes into the mouth that defiles the man, but what comes out. In this passage, the followers of Jesus are eating without washing their hands, which is a tradition of the Pharisees and is implied through the scriptures. And Jesus corrects them and basically says, there is nothing in the Torah, which is better known as the Old Testament, that speaks of washing your hands, but this is merely a tradition of man. And besides, who cares if they get a little dirt on their hands? It goes into the belly and comes out. But what is in the heart comes out and whatever that is can defile a man, whether anger, jealousy, or evil deeds. Why is this important? Because the Pharisees' perspective was that the money holder's sin attaches and travels with the money to whoever receives it. See, when we invest, based on this logic, when a company uses child labor and creates poor work environments and hiring practices, we invest and we profit. Based on the Pharisees' perspective, we ourselves are guilty of that same sin. But as we keep going, we realize that all money is corrupt money. It is hard to distinguish what money was made with good intentions and what was made with bad intentions. I mean, if you could look at the dollar bill in your wallet and tell me how that dollar was made, that would be a talent. And I'm not talking about how you made it, but how the person who gave it to you made it and so on and so forth. So I'll tell you a quick story. In my former life, I used to sell cell phones. And I saw the corruption and the lies that some men committed for the highly lucrative business of cell phones. You got to remember at that time, uh, cell phones were very scarce. So to have one was a very high ticket items or came with high contracts and credit reports and things of that nature. Not what we see today. And at that time, my daughter was born and I told myself that I would not feed my daughter with food purchased from the corruption and lies out of fear that God would punish me through her. So I always spoke with truth. I always spoke with honesty. And I always made sure that I tried my best that each client that came into my office or into the store understood that this was the honest truth and this is what they were getting. So as adults, we all do worry about the sins of men and wonder if we are the beneficiaries of dirty money. But Jesus teaches us that it isn't about the money that is dirty when we receive it. It is the good that you do with it once you do. 
See, there's a difference between giving your money to a corrupt entity in hopes of profiting from their corruption and receiving money and doing something good with it. And throughout the Bible, the Pharisees is trying to discredit Jesus and his followers for the things that they do. Because Jesus does receive favors and builds relationship with those who were considered corrupt. Some members of the Pharisees. And have you had that happen to you? Maybe a financial advisor or professional comes to you and tries to attach the sin of poor financial decisions to you. Make you feel bad for the choices you made instead of guiding you down the right path. Or trying to attach you to a sin someone else committed by association. Oh, you're a lawyer. You must be corrupt. You know, you're a doctor or you must lie to try to get profit, right? But this could be further from the truth. It is apparent in the scriptures that Jesus hangs around sinners. He hangs around the prostitutes, the tax collectors, and those despised by society. But we all know that Jesus is not a sinner himself. And he has a great response to this. It says in Luke chapter 5 verse 31, And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. Did you catch that? It's not those people that are well and healthy that needs a physician, but those that are sick. And that's what he means. It's like, why preach to the choir? They are already saved. We need to help those that are sick. And to, to be afraid to hang around those people, it, it's unfortunate. But you can hang around these people if you are strong in your faith. That's what we do at AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. See, if you're listening to this, and let's say you're a savvy investor, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty good financial plan to build wealth. But do you have a solid gifting plan? See, for those who you want to help and eventually convert those dollars into something that will bring good into this world. And that's the purpose of these guiding principles to make you strong in your financial faith. Now back to the subject. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted, shall be rooted up. And we take these seeds of poor financial decisions, those, those dollars that were planted, and we simply uproot them. And we don't try to convince anyone to follow these principles. Jesus, once again, shows us how we should carry ourselves. Let the blind lead the blind, and they will end up in a ditch. A quote by George Clayson, and the richest man in Babylon, advice is one thing that is freely given away. But watch that you only take what is worth having. When you're looking at your finances, it is okay to get information from different sources, from me, from Dave Ramsey, to, to other Christian professionals, or whatever it may be. But be careful what you repeat and the actions you perform because of the information. That's why I encourage you to join our Facebook group. It is a safe place to get solid financial information. So before I go, let me summarize these four ways that Jesus taught us to launder money. One, Jesus understood that just because it was a tradition doesn't mean that it is right. Just because your dad and your dad's dad and your dad's dad's dad put money in a jar doesn't mean that it's the best way to save for your future. Or two, everyone is not going to understand why you speak about generational wealth, the power of solid financial principles like compound interest or estate planning, but they see not, and it is not your job to attack them, but show them examples by your word, and by your deeds. Number three, the best thing is to do is to hang around those who know the knowledge you seek. But if you have to spend time with those who don't, make sure you are the one that is influencing them in the right direction, just like Jesus. He could hang with the Pharisees, but he didn't think as they did. He was constantly teaching.
And four, developing a gifting plan. How are you going to do good in this world? So once again, let me just give you a short little synopsis. Once again, of these four, four ways. One, Jesus is his own person. And he realizes that he needs to get information that maybe wasn't available to his forefathers. Two, he understands there's different principles, right? He talks about generational wealth and, and passing on the legacy of faith and, and, and salvation. Three, he knows who to hang with. He makes sure that the people that he wants to influence, that he gets their perspective and tries to change that. And then four, he has a plan for salvation and to give back to humanity. So this has been another episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darnest Thing in a new segment we like to call The Guiding Principles, a short clip about faith-based financial concepts to further your understanding about biblically-based financial philosophies. If you are looking for a personal financial advisor to develop your financial plan and eventually your gifting plan, you can reach out to us for no obligation, free consultation around your finances at 337-414-3686 or book us on our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook group where we have weekly live Q&A sessions to answer some of your personal finance questions and deepen our conversations around these guiding principles. Make sure you also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any of the new exciting updates. All links will be in the description. As always, I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing.